to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. It's Hawking Time. It's Gaggle of Geeks time. Hello, I am Sophie. Hi, I'm Tali. I refuse to speak about geese, so Tali can't tell me off. I don't tell you off. I find it endearing. Really? Yes. <laughs> you think I am now an official endorser of geese? I just wouldn't be surprised if you became their ambassador is what I'm saying. I was like, geese ambassador? No, that doesn't work. The no. patron saint of geese? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to get my head around the geese ambassador. The geese ambassador. I was like, yeah, I was trying to get geese and ambassador into one word, and it obviously did not work. It's just like you sass geeks. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. What would be the term for someone who endorses geese? Think about that. I don't know. That will be your homework for next week. <laughs> yeah. What fun, catchy word phrase? I don't know. Title. Who even knows? Can you bestow on such? I don't know. Such an honor. It is such an honor. Such an honor. The biggest honor. The greatest honor. The greatest, <laughs> geesiest, geesiest goose. Goose. <laughs> oh, goose opens up. Okay, look. <laughs> There's a lot there. Yeah. We'll whiteboard it. Yeah. We'll work it out next we week. We got this. We got this. But this is Gaggle of Geeks, um, the 2SER podcast on all things pop and geek culture. Mm-hmm. But it's been a bit of a quiet week this week, Tali. It has. Those tumbleweeds have. I know. And like the first bit of news we're going to talk about, it literally came the moment I like we push publish on last week's podcast. And then like within like the next 10 minutes, a trailer appeared. <laughs> Is it a trailer, though, as much as a teaser? A teaser trailer appeared. Yeah, because I'm going to emphasise tease more than trail because we didn't really get a lot. Of course, we're talking about Aladdin. The live action film. Which I feel like the teaser, if nothing else, had all the, like, you know, iconic scores, like that song, the deal, deal, and what was it? You never heard a friend like me. Oh, wait, that is the same song. No, it's not. No. No, yes, yeah, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Because the other one that I was thinking was, dun, 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 like the Arabian Nights. Right, yes. And Never Had a the Friend intro. Like Me does start That's with a... down. Yep. Um, anyway, that was a nice apologies to anyone who studies music and had to hear that, <laughs> <laughs> that go through. Um, you are a musician. What, what an, an art. artist. What an art. Um, but I was very excited for it. Mm. It looks visually quite spectacular. I was hoping, like, because as you said, it's live action. Mm. Um, obviously, Aladdin came out twenty thousand years ago <laughs> in an animated form. In, so, in the deserts of Agrabah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I was kind of watching the teaser and hoping to see Genie, like Will Smith being played by Genie, mm-hmm. because I am still unsure how they're going to do that. Like, yeah. so it's directed by Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, yes. yes. So. Who 
who always does. I love a Guy Ritchie film. I think he always takes it to these like really interesting, dark, funny places. But snatched it's, yeah. and stock and two smoking barrels. But there's definitely definitely a Shell style, yeah, yeah, to a Guy Ritchie film, which I think it would be really easy, like his take on Aladdin, having mm. done that. But that's why I was really interested to see Will Smith as the genie because, I mean, presumingly it's yeah. going to be CGI because like the genie just throughout, even just in songs, is constantly transforming into different kind of characters and yeah. different looks. So I don't know how they would achieve that in a costume. Like, do you know when Jim Carrey played the Grinch? That was obviously a costume yeah. that he put on. You could see it. It all happened. Yeah. Like, how do you do that True. with a character such as the genie? Well, they did it well in the musical. Oh. So the musical version, they just kind of... You know, they they just add extra trinkets and costume bits to yeah. whatever he was wearing, like an extra hat or some extra like jewellery. Oh. And then like, you know, the dancers will pull it off and then put yeah. on the next thing. But I think that yeah. there's a part of like a musical where the mm. audience is in on the fact that they, they are quite restricted into how they transform the character. Yeah. So like an audience member who goes and sees a musical, they will go, I'm aware that that is the same character being that and you've done that with mm-hmm. X-Prop. But I think that maybe the movie expectations would be a d- bit different. Yeah, I'm just always a bit, that's too much CGI. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like in terms of you want the genie to both be the genie, both be ethereal as a character and have that transform formative power and have the magic mm. but then at the same time you don't want to just be like what's the point of getting Will Smith to do it when you could have just you know just got a computer program to be him yeah so I think in that sense with the teaser trailer I was like oh damn I still want more which is exactly what yeah, they would call it a teaser. it was pretty much like opening scene it seemed like because you had yeah. um, Iago flying over the desert yes and desert looks awesome by oh the my way God, like so good looks gorgeous and then he yep. kind of like zooms into the big um the cave of wonders yes when they're like you know diamond with the jaw with the jaw open yep. and the diamond in the rough yeah that's all happening and it looks stunningly beautiful but then like you know and then they're like it's coming yeah at the very last um second you see the kid who plays aladdin reaching yep. up for the lamp and you're like oh it's happening it's, it's real it's real it's one of those things that like i it, this is stupid to say and I, hence why I put the disclaimer out before I say it. But like Aladdin is hot. Like cartoon Aladdin is. But he was beautiful. a babe. Yeah, like babe. first off the charts. And so there was this moment like before the reveal of like real, real Aladdin that I was like, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And then I saw him and I was like, mm, I mean, you're not as hot as cartoon Aladdin because I don't think anyone could possibly ever so do that. If you want to, if you want to compare notes, the actor's name is Mena Masood, and I'm just so happy they cast a brown actor. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, this is the thing. And I think that this, this is the other funny part about Aladdin is when I watched it as a child. It's so obviously now that um, Aladdin is a Middle Eastern Disney <laughs> movie. Totally missed that as a child. Did I just, you? I literally, I, don't, I think, totally. like, I thought that the like the whole Agrabah was just this totally made up place. So never actually put anything that might be put into some other context. I think like 
It's one of those things, if you have a pet tiger, then it takes me out of reality. I'm just right. like, well, this is obviously some kind of, you know, third okay. dimension parallel Fair universe enough. that doesn't so actually exist. I was fascinated exist. by Arabian Nights in general as a kid. Okay, in, highness, in hindsight, a place called, you know, Arabian Nights should have been a hint to where <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I think me. that's why I was like, oh, maybe, I was like, never registered with me that <laughs> bit. But yeah, I yep. read a lot of Arabian Nights stories. Mm. But the other interesting thing is that going to be like, I think with the cartoon version, mm. They all kind of had an American accent because that's just generally Disney. They like, always do yeah, that. Yeah, it was totally a nondescript accent and stuff like that. But now that they have had such a push to have Middle Eastern actors yeah. and or from that, I can't remember the person who's going to be playing Jasmine, but I know that she's British. Naomi, Naomi Scott. Scott. Yeah. yeah. I know that she's British. So I'm kind of interested to see what accent she puts on because yeah. it's either going to be like a Middle Eastern-y kind of accent mm. or it's an American accent. Right. And I think that that might also tell you because where it, like, yeah, just Because no way in hell that, um, you know, Will Smith's going to change his accent. Oh, yeah, no way. There's going to no. be like, there's going to be one scene where he's be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, that and, is coming. Yeah. And in that sense, I, I kind of feel sorry for Will Smith because he can knock this out of the park mm. and still not be like Robin Williams level of it what he did to the genie. It's it just so, so hard. Yeah, it's so iconic. It is. In terms of characters, in terms of who you see as being the genie, mm-hmm. that I think that they're incredibly big shoes for Will Smith to, to like put on. Then to do it in live action, it's just like, hey, make yeah. it even harder. Do everything. Make it harder. I mean, like having seen the musical twice, like once in New York and once in Sydney. and Brag much. No, but like... <laughs> Because the thing is, they actually took over the New York guy came to Sydney. Oh. So I found that was a really interesting choice. Really? In that, yeah. So he did the Sydney shows. I don't know if he's doing the current runs that are happening in the rest of the country. Yeah. But they had he had like so much charisma. Yes. And it was like totally different tone of voice, but he kind of really made it yeah. his own. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like the genie is iconic to. in cartoon form mm-hmm. on the musical stage. Yeah. Like... If you have that, you know, gravitas, yeah. um, you can make it. Yeah. And he wasn't even trying to emulate, like, you know, um, Robin Williams in any sense at all. Because I think that that's the key, is if mm. you are trying to be a carbon copy of Robin Williams, you are going to fail every time. Yeah. I think I saw but his just perpo- in- yeah. the genie's performance at the Tonys, but mm. they did, and if, if it... If, it was the same genie. I think so, yeah. He did um, Never Had a Friend Like Me, which yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, why do the genie song when doing Aladdin? But then I was like, oh, in terms of production number, it's spectacular and I love it, it and is, everything yeah. part of it. Um, and it also made me realise just how hard musical actors work because they are like singing and dancing and it is nonstop for like five minutes. And like, it wasn't as elaborate in Sydney, but the New York production, oh. it is ridiculous because the stage they're on it allows for like these extra special effects where if they get the timing wrong they're screwed because what? like you know um in one like i remember one scene in particular like genie literally comes out of the floor oh my goodness and yeah in the city one he just walked from side of stage <laughs> i was like oh okay <laughs> it's like obviously the set um yeah it didn't allow it didn't big. allow for it but yeah like they can do incredible things but it was also like if they got anything wrong, yeah. you have to be perfectly timed or you're screwed. Yeah. Well, this is, I recently went to go see the Book of Mormon. And again, it's one of those things. <laughs> now that is a brilliant show if anyone hasn't watched it. It is so good. But it is one of those things that you watch, especially as a live theatre member audience, mm. like as you're watching this production. 
and you see these just elaborate dance numbers where they are literally just going hell for leather. Like it's mm. like quick count, like five, six, seven, eight, blah, 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 blah. and then they're hitting these really high notes mm. and they're doing it all live. And you're like, when do you actually breathe? Like you just don't. that number itself, you would be like, <sighs> and then you'd have to go and sing. It's like outrageous. It's so ridiculous. So much respect for those yeah. people. And it's kind of one of those things that I think people look down at people who do musical theatre. Oh, it's the theatre. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like the theatre generally, music the- musical theatre, like, it oh, my God, are real theatre. This is just like kind of play acting, but it is just it's next level. And that's why crazy. when I see live action, I kind of expect it to be at musical theatre level of boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. boom. Yeah, absolutely. Although um, one of the... With a teaser, like one of my favorite comments on YouTube, one guy was like, well, I really am keen to see Will Smith because the first opening line is like, in West Agrabah. It's just the theme song of Free Fresh Prince. I was like... I can see that happening. This is how he makes it his own. He becomes I, the Fresh Prince can you also, of Agrabah. It, it makes so much sense. And I also like cannot wait for the whole new world. They're oh. on a magic flying carpet. Like, how does that happen? Mm. I don't know. I want to see it. Yeah. Make it happen. I'm excited. It's good. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Because like, um, I was a bit worried when I first heard it was Guy Ritchie because he's had a few flops lately. Yes. Like well, King Arthur and I will all say, of this that. Is the thing is when Guy Ritchie does it well, he does it really, really well. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't do it as well, it's just, oh, oh no, no, that did not lend <laughs> itself to it. So you're just like, mate, just stick to, you know, your snatch and your lock stock and <laughs> leave other things alone. Stick but, to wannabe gangster, like British gangsters, and, exactly. and you're, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So uh, fine. What a delight. Uh, what a delight. Yeah. But moving on from Aladdin, let's talk our favourite man, Idris Elba. Oh, my God. I love him so much. <laughs> Are you going to tell me he's playing James Bond? No. Okay, close. But he is joining the cast of Cats. I love this so much. <laughs> Tyler, <gasps> who is he playing in Cats? That is actually a really good question of one that I am going to look up now. Because does like, he say who he's going to be playing? Oh no! So he's in the final negotiations, and this is an adaptation by Andrew Lloyd Webber, who like you know did Phantom of the Opera yeah. and all of that. Um, but Tom Hooper will direct. Yeah. But so far they've already cast Ian McKellen. Yes. Aka Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Dreamgirls, uh, American Dream Idol. That has just literally changed her life. Well right. Her. James Corden. I love James Corden. Like, Carpool Karaoke is the most genius thing ever. It he is. was hilarious in Gavin and Stacey, Into the Woods. <laughs> like, the guy can sing and act, and I love him. And then the other person, I, I sorry, I shouldn't laugh because she's a very serious person, but Taylor Swift. No, I laugh because I don't know what her acting prowess is. See, this is why I laugh too. So I don't think we know who Idris Elba will be playing Mm. yet, but I assume it's going to be magnificent. I also like him in cat makeup is just changing all my lives. Can you imagine him just meowing at you? Oh, my God. (laughs) My only concern is is potentially it might be a scheduling conflict, like a filming conflict Mm -hmm. between him doing cats and then when he eventually gets cast in James Bond. Like I'd hate to think that mm. him being a cat will stop like the James Bond prophecy from coming right. forth. Yeah. Um, having said that, I think he can do both. You're welcome, Idris. Like, just let me know about we your calendar. We have faith in you that you can be in two different yeah. places at once. 
See, this is the thing is I feel that he would bring a gravitas to a cat role that would be unparalleled. Obviously, um, James Corden, he can do whatever. Like he literally can. He's got quite a, and I say this with absolutely, absolute love, James, like you're great, Mm. but he's got very like a malleable face. So you like (laughs) would put some cat ears on him and then you'd be like, you look like a cat. Like, do you know what I mean? So far, because I've been re-watching Doctor Who and I'm like, oh my God, your face is like Play-Doh Matt Smith. Yeah. And then in one of the episodes, he's with Bella James Corden. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, just poking yeah. at their faces. Well, that's like, this is the thing is he just has a face that, you know, you put him in a setting and it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I feel like wherever he would go, it would just make sense. Um, Jennifer Hudson can do no wrong. Oh, like her voice is stunning. pure velvet. Like it's insane. And this, this is got her when she didn't win American Idol. I know. Well, this is the thing. Like it's probably she, good she that she had, didn't. She, she had hard, like, you know, Fantasia yeah. Barina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like... Taylor Swift, like she has cats, like she has Meredith two. and Olivia. That's exactly right. I I do appreciate that she named like Meredith out of um from SVU and yep. Olivia Benson. Sin. No wait, Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy and yep. Olivia Benson in SVU. So yep. I was like, I do appreciate the pop, um the pop culture references in your cat names, but in terms of acting, I feel like she can't. Well, the only thing we've really seen her act in is in her video clips. Exactly. And it's and that's why I stand by she can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I would understand. This is, I'm sorry. Oh, like, hey, I'm not sorry, Taylor Swift. But <laughs> I could picture her playing a very convincing Bambi. Like, she does seem all limbs and a bit gangly. She has so many limbs. She's, exactly. She's all limb. She's all limb. And so that's why I mean, like... It could be wrong, but I just feel like she wouldn't have the stage presence to be a cat. I think like in my head, maybe it's because I think cats are really cunning and a little bit deceitful and a little bit like they're very in charge of their limbs. I think I haven't, I obviously have a huge issue with her gangliness. Uh, I've I've got a, I've got a, my neighbor's cat is really, it is the most unco thing I've ever seen in my life. I've seen it fall off fences yeah I've seen oh, it fall okay. off the deck when it's just stretching and looked at you and gone hello like like you know yeah. wanting you to pat it and then literally just falling off the deck because you didn't realize yeah. it was on the edge and then it'll just like bound through grass and then like just bump into like a bush and you're oh, like what is yeah I've seen it fall off a kennel you're like <laughs> you are an idiot my friend it's like how do you catch so there are cats out there that don't know how to cat maybe what she'll be delight. maybe she will be a cat that can't cat look I, that's the only thing that I find even remotely possible. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, Taylor Swift. I'm really not. Like, yeah. So, you know, this is a film adaptation, not a stage adaptation. But still. So would they be in makeups or CGI? Ooh, the question again. Mm. There's lots of like, it's the, the question of the day because like also Lion King, that's going to be live action as well. Yes. And that started production. I know. So we it's just had a like, photo from Donald Glover. Oh my God. Yes, we did. Oh, he's so pretty. I also there was love Seth Rogen that and he was there in a John Donald Go- Duck. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's like either you didn't get the memo or you wanted to stay in the Disney theme, yeah. which I just go, it is Bless your little heart, because I I do love him. I love mm. him so much. Um, but what was exciting about that photo that was um tweeted like tweeted out and put on Instagram? It was mm. like with the hashtag Hakuna Matata, mm. and so obviously I think that that was them while they were recording the song. Because if you think like Donald Glover yep. plays Simba, mm-hmm. 
Seth Rogen yep. is Pumba. Yeah. And Billy Eichner yep. is Timon. So they're there with John Favreau. Who is the director. Director. So it makes sense that it would go director, Simba, Timon, Pumba, yep. Hakuna Matata. Holy moly. If Nala was there, i.e. Beyonce, then it could have been Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Not, is it? Yes. Yes, it would be because yeah. the intro is done by Pumba and yeah. Timon. Pumba and Timon. And I mean, the gospel choir that comes in to do the Can You Feel? Um, but... Because it's the three of them, yep. and the caption literally is Hakuna Matata, which is very, like, at the same time, quite iconic Lion King as well. So mm. could both mean that and also nothing. Um, I'm just saying, maybe that's them in the, like, recording. First for the recording. first recording of Hakuna Matata. Amazing. I know. Well, Beyonce's still touring, isn't she, right now? Yeah. So, oh, Beyonce, <laughs> get into the studio. What's going on? Where also, are you? <laughs> can Seth Rogen sing? He can laugh that deep. <laughs> well, this is, <laughs> this is what I mean. He's got a very deep, uh, uh, no, oh, God. <laughs> that was an awful impression of Seth Rogen. Of me. Oh. I'm like, did he ever <laughs> sing in Freaks and Geeks? No. No. I don't think I've ever heard him sing. Mm. So I am a little bit interested to see how that goes. Donald Glover obviously can. But Seems then, like an angel. Well, this is the thing. But then like him in his alter ego, his music, musical alter ego, Childish, Childish Gambino, Gambino, is that like I don't know if he has a singing voice as much as he's got his like really falsetto high and his rappy voice. Does he do just plain? For mm. me, I, I... Now that you say that, yeah, it's only really falsetto or rap. Yeah. Hmm. Look, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure if you can get those two. What did he he sang a bit in Magic Mike too? See, Magic Mike two. Yeah, he was in it. Really? Oh, I think I only ever saw Magic Mike one. Your controversial thing is Magic Mike two. Like it? Magic. Yeah. Well, Magic Mike one. They're all very moody strippers. Yeah. Magic Mike two. They're on a road trip and they just want to have fun. And it is amazing. I've spoken it in length with Blake. Really? <laughs> it is brilliant. Watch too. Oh, okay. I think of like... Like my friend and I literally fell out of our seats as we were laughing so hard. It is... Oh, my God. It is a joy. Tully. See, there was a lot of Magic Mike, Mike hype and I was like, how have I missed this? I'll go like like an idiot. Let's go back to the start and no, watch no, it. No, 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 no. And the first one, I just felt that they were all really old. So then I was like, oh, there's a sequel. Oh, they're just going to get older. Oh, I don't want to. No, the, it, the second one is fun and joy. Oh, and Donald okay. Glover's in it. <gasps> and if you ever watch So You Think You Can Dance, the US version, so yeah. is Twitch. <gasps> what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I gave up on that too quickly. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly what am I doing? Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm going to go watch Magic Mike too. <laughs> He sings in that one, so he. I'm pretty sure he does have a singing voice. Okay, he does sing high, but it's like it's not as high as his yeah. like what he's putting <gasps> out in his current album. Do you reckon that that means he can both be young Simba, like the higher Ooh. young Simba, and also Ooh. like man Simba? But his talking voice is not high at all. It's quite deep. What's Jonathan Taylor Thomas doing? <laughs> Let's bring him back. Oh, that one does not age, does he? <laughs> he knew his good thing was his like hair framing face oh. like with his oh that my was God. so 90s home improvement what a time what a time jtt prime 
But James Earl Jones is returning with this one. Yes. I think he's he was more faster, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing is like James Earl Jones mm. has the most iconic voice in the world. He does. That he could be Mufasa for the rest of his life. Like he like Mufasa literally. Sash, the voice of God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like it's literally just it's powerful and it's amazing and mm. I support him every single day of the week. So I'm excited yeah. for that. Because John Oliver's also in it. So he would be playing Zazu. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because they could have got Rowan Atkinson back. <laughs> They've got similar voices. <laughs> I do like John Oliver though. So I'm like, does John Oliver sing though? <laughs> well, I'm sure he, well, this is, this is again. Like Eric Andre, I know he probably, yeah. del- he delves into music a lot. So yeah. I'm like, I get that. Oh, this is, so this is what worries me and throwing it out there because it is what worries me is that sometimes they do musical, like musicals, like obviously, or like we've anything been, Disney we've is been very about musicals all exactly. this, this podcast. Accidentally, but you know, it's just what, what's been I out mean, there. I liking musical. It's, but it's real. The reality is, mm. is that like to do a film with song is you need your actors to be able to sing. Like it's criteria number one. And this is what the problem was when they did Les Mis, is yeah. Russell Crowe was awful. Uh. <laughs> Hugh Jack. Jackman can sing, but yeah. unless he's paired with someone else who can sing, it's like his performances. Like you could tell that he wasn't hitting everything that he needed to do yeah. because I think it would have been very obvious that he was outshining Russell Crowe in the scenes that were necessary. Then what happens? It's like this trickle down effect yeah. that everyone else just goes, oh, like Eddie Redmayne, he was all right. The one who was in Mamma Mia, the blonde one. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. She can obviously sing, but then it all seemed weird. Like they were trying to just mishmash this bunch of people that they were like, yeah, it's all right, you can sing. Mm. But then the core, like when they all come together, it's just not as great. And I know this because I love the the um the West End 10th anniversary of Les Mis is they put out this album and it's like the best version ever. Like everything, yep. everyone can sing because it's for a musical. So everyone is yeah. at the part. So you uh, you get used to a standard. And then once I was on Spotify and I was like, oh, I want to hear One Day More. And I stupidly got the film version with oh, old no. mate Russell Crowe and all of them. <laughs> and it's like all of them sound terrible. And so this is my concern for like The Lion King and Aladdin. It's like if the musical performances are not where the like the comic cartoon versions are. Well, they can do what they did in the comic and have a singing voice and an acting voice. No. <laughs> she says, she says, because that's no. definitely not Jennifer Taylor Thomas singing. <laughs> but the, yeah, well, and that's the thing, though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think I'd rather also have Elton John singing. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> he, why? Why is he not back? And so I think that this is the thing: is like mm. I think I'd rather have someone who can sing. Mm. Like in Dreamgirls, Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce could sing. And that's why it all was like effortless when that all came together because you had the power voices. Like Jamie Foxx, he can sing. Like he's got the skills. He's got the voice of velvet. So that's what I mean. Like you have to cast it right. Mm. And look, I will Uh, happily be proven wrong. Yeah. I'm just right now sceptical. I'm just getting visions of um, High School Musical. (gasps) 
in the first one where they had a singing voice for Zac Efron because they didn't think he could sing. And then the second one. And, like, that guy's voice was, like, whoever they chose, his voice was probably, like, a pitch higher yep, than Zac Efron's, right. like, yep. actual voice. And then when he sang in, like, two and three, I'm like, you don't sound that bad. I think but now he makes number one. You sound just squeaky. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where right you're like, match. of course Zac Efron, is, yeah, Zac Efron is a triple threat. Like, how mm. did you ever it underestimate him? Exactly. So it's like, why did you not let him sing in the first movie? It was so weird. Mm. It's so weird. But it was just, like, the wrong. The guy had a different range to him and it yeah. was it didn't even match his usual vocals especially like, too when Zac Efron wasn't a known entity like yeah. you could have literally just cast anyone in yeah. High School Musical to play <laughs> Troy Bolton literally anyone so the fact that we're like oh we'll get Zac Efron but mm. we'll get someone else to be his singing voice was kind of a bit stupid mm. when like that movie although those movies literally made every single one of those careers yeah fun fact <laughs> <laughs> It'll be it'll be fun, I reckon. I'm it will just, be fun. I'm very I'm just, keen. Yeah, I'm I'm both keen and skeptical. Like I'm, I will very happily be proven wrong. And let's be honest, what if it's just like the album gets released, like the movie release, and it's just Beyonce and Childish? Oh, see, this is the thing. Is I don't think I'll be mad at that. And when I say <laughs> I don't think, like I know that I won't. And there was also the power of a musical, where is I will very quickly get swept up in that world mm-hmm. so even if it is terrible singing i'll still be like it's magical and i love it <laughs> so i just i just want it to exceed my expectations i'm quite afraid for the day when you see hamilton because <gasps> oh <laughs> you're just going to be singing every line well, every two seconds <laughs> this was the thing is like weirdly on the weekend maybe maybe i've just i have been in a very musical mm. mood this week because i was watching a lot of musical performances and i I was like watching Hamilton and I was like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. Like, this is incredible. And it was just like this YouTube version of like, you know, when they perform at the Tonys or when they performed at um, at the White House for Obama and they weren't even dancing around. I was like, this is incredible. And then I just have moments where I was like, oh my God, no, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you're not going to be Hamilton. It's going to be someone else and someone else is going to be someone else. This isn't even the cast anymore. What's going to happen? <laughs> I was like, okay, don't think about it because you're getting too obvious, obviously too upset. It's going to be okay, Dali. They should make Hamilton into a movie. So every, as long as it doesn't cast Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't cast Russell Crowe in any more musicals, for <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> like, let it go. <laughs> what even happened to his band? What, was it 30-odd foot of grunts oh, or something like that? Well, it's in the name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is it's that, just a different genre to what he does, which is probably a bit more rock. Exactly. Which you don't necessarily need to have... Yeah. That big musical voice. Uh, But that was the thing is like even in the confrontation song in Les Mis is like you need his character and Hugh Jackman's character to be equals but go at each other. Like Mm. you need to feel like there's a real tension. Like that's the whole point, confrontation. Whereas you listen to it and you just go, oh, Hugh Jackman's won. (laughs) Like Russell Crowe, come to the party. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Vitaly, you mentioned before um, with Idris, you, you you don't want him to, like, you know, have a clash with cats and being 007. Obviously. Well, there's been rumours. What? That Richard Madden might be the new Bond. No. If you don't know who Richard Madden is, he was Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He <laughs> <laughs> got his head chopped off. No. Yeah, he, that has been all week. That, that is on the rumour mill that he's going to be cast as the new James Bond. 
oh no like i i have nothing against him mm. he was in that netflix movie ibiza or ibiza like and he played a DJ. Missed that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for probably great reason. Gillian, not Gillian. Who's the one off Community? Gillian. I went to say Anderson. I was like, no, no that's X Files. That's X Files. It's Gillian. Someone. Um. Anyway. Armstrong. No. Yeah. It's it's a name like that. Mm. Blonde one. Yeah, the blonde one. <laughs> She's um, in love as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's the one. Um. Yeah. He's in this movie and he plays this DJ. So it's like the first time that I've seen him since like literally he got decapitated. And I was just like, <laughs> why are you a DJ in Ibiza? I'm like, last time we I saw you, were you like in Westeros somewhere? Like, what the hell's going on? Um. But uh, I just really want Idris to be James Bond. And I so just, I think that there's a part of me that is not seeing anyone else. And, he's, and you know, he's like not stopping the rooms. He's like, mm, the first Scottish James Bond. Wouldn't uh, that be cool? It's like, yeah, but it would have been cool if you had the first black James Bond, you know? Yeah, or the first female. Or the first female James yep. Bond. Yeah. Scottish. <laughs> We've had an Australian one. Come on. <laughs> it's kind of also too, like, Scottish well, is not as... Well, not was it not Scottish? Not the first Scottish since... um. What's his face? Sean, Sean Connery. Connery, but in a while, yep. I mean, but oh. <laughs> I guess. The first white guy since the other white guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally and utterly. Mm. Totally and utterly. Oh, yeah. I don't know. First Scotsman in a long time. <laughs> oh. So is he now the front runner or is I think he he's just... just, I think he's the front runner at the moment. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's because he's just in the press a lot right now because he's been um, doing publicity for his new film called Bodyguard. Oh, like the Whitney Houston Bodyguard. I don't know if related. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you go, unless it's the same thing, people will be going, um, and I will always love you. Back to the musicals. We're here. <laughs> That was just no. That, that wasn't a musical as much as it was a soundtrack with the convenience of her being a singer in the movie. Well, if you're gonna get bloody Whitney in a movie, you better make it sing. Exactly. <laughs> in the contract, she's like, no, just acting. No, no, no. You will sing regardless. <laughs> you will sing. You must sing. You must sing. Yeah. So yeah, he's the front runner at the moment. Uh, I mean, he's cute and all, and I'm like, I don't see yeah. him as like a leading man. No, neither do I. And I think that that's maybe my problem with him. And I know that he played like a very action character. Well, did he? That's a big part. Anyway. He was on a horse a lot. Exactly. But I was like, <laughs> I just don't see him running in a suit, which seems like a weird criteria of no. what I place Bond to be. But I like, he just elbow could like run in a suit and look good. It's especially since they've gone in such like a gritty like direction with the latest bonds yeah, with exactly. um Daniel Craig like it, it, they really grounded it yeah like you saw him getting hurt real bad yeah. it was dirty yeah like it wasn't the usual I'm just gonna do this trick and get out of this you know dodgy situation with mm. this gadget that I pulled out of my tiny pocket in somewhere I don't know from where yeah like you know it it wasn't like the corny ones you yeah. saw in the past. And then when I see like Richard Madden, I'm like, oh, cutie, you're going to go back to that kind of like yeah. really camp-esque it feels. And well, if they went with like, say, Idris Elba, it would have stayed that whole grittier tone. Yeah. It would be like, yeah, Luther on screen. Yeah. Being a bit more moody, but like, yeah. you know, and it had that, that grit. Yeah. It has that gravitas mm. and the, also the, the realness of that you know that 
Idris would do his own stunts. And that's what you want from James Bond, like to believe that he is a spy at the level that he is. Yep. He is doing everything himself at that level. I'm and expecting like, you know, Tom Cruise level of stunting. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully not a broken ankle, but that yeah, level of yeah, commitment. Yeah. And that's the thing. And also looking good while doing it. Mm-hmm. There's a point where, yeah, it's just, yeah, I just see Idris as having more gravitas. Mm. To be able to pull that to pull that look off. Because a lot of James Bond is not that much dialogue in those action scenes. It's just actual physical it's, action. So you need to have ex- the look. Yeah, it's his expressions as he's going exactly. through these scenes. Exactly. And yeah. like when Richard Madden was um I think Prince Charming in the Cinderella remake, it was like, Oh yeah, that's that that's good for you because Yeah. You match that and he's a yeah. bit of a wooden prince and you're perfect for that. No offense. <laughs> He just kind of has this like Hugh Grant floppiness. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, do you know, yeah. It is like it is in, that. Yeah, in which like, except he does more action stuff, but it's yeah, that same. Yeah, yeah. It's just something about him that you just go, Hugh Grant's never going to do an action film because he's too floppy. This guy does action films, but he does it still yeah, floppy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a floppy version of it. Yeah, he's too floppy to look good. Not say much. Fight crime the way that James Bond would be expected to do, to mm. do it. Oh boy. I, I feel like I'm just ripping on everything right now to be like, nope, nope, don't see it. Nope, it's all right. Nope. Because nope. something we've been rip like we've been everyone's been ripping on is Iron Fist. Oh. And they finally cancelled it this week. They're like, no season three. You're done. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, we thought that was done in season one. It is kind of the thing where like I think it must be so upsetting to be like, guys, we're going to cancel it. And everyone's like, mm, okay. Yeah. Like, they're like, wait, where's the uproar? Where's my GoFundMe? Where's GoFundMe, my, like, we need to like get this back on exactly. another channel, not Netflix. Yeah. We'll get it on where's Hulu. Where's my Brooklyn Nine-Nine or my Veronica Mars? Where are my fans at? And everyone's just like, um, yeah, that's the reason this is awkward. No. Yeah. Yeah, apparently with season two, people were like, oh, this is, it's improved a little. They're listening to us. Like, you know, they're figuring it out a bit better. It's like, they should have gotten it first round. Yeah. Like, you saw how strong Jess Jones was. You saw how strong Daredevil was. Yeah. And Luke Cage, even though he had his issues. Yeah. Much stronger than what you gave Uh, us. That was Iron Fist. Yeah. And this is the thing I think that the problem is, which goes to show on many occasions Mm. where they don't just let something die. It's like, keep milking it. And mm. it's like, no, don't. There's stop. crossovers. We need to keep him in. It's like, yeah. Yeah, don't. Exactly. Or they- he, can be, he can cameo in a crossover. I don't care. Yeah. But no. Don't give him, like. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, though. Because is- then they tie in the storylines with the crossovers. Uh, and then you're like, oh, I have to watch that? Really? Yeah. Do I have to enjoy this bad acting? And no offense. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and it is totally that. And yeah. they do it for so many different things where they go, oh, that one character is popular. We'll give them their own spin off hmm. and do something. And you're just like, no, it's like Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. How long was Private Practice around for? Five seasons. Five seasons too long should never have happened. Like it was kind of a bit ridiculous. Like my Tay mother was great, loved but, it. Really? <laughs> she but, was addicted. She got sick of Grey's. Ah, and Grey's she, Anatomy is still going. Did you see that she's Josh <laughs> Josh Radner yeah. from um, How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Ted is going to be on Grey's Anatomy. Are you serious? And he's apparently going to play Meredith Grey's. Oh my love gosh, interest. I did see that. Is that what season eleven or twelve now? 
I feel like season 12,000. <laughs> like, I remember watching yeah. it in at, when I was at uni, which mm. was like, what, 12,000 years ago? I yeah, I was watching years? it in high school because yeah. that was that was when I was like, people were like, oh, can you download this for me? Because you know how to use internet. So I was like, yeah, sure. What's going on? And yeah, I would just give it to everyone. <laughs> it was one of those funny things yeah. where I literally, I think I accidentally turned on an episode last week and I was like, I have no idea who any of these doctors are. And mm. then I was like, oh, it's Meredith. And like Alex Crevez, yes, he's still there as a character that I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Who are the rest of you? Like, I'm pretty sure everyone else has died. For a hospital, they all die a lot. I know. It's like, <laughs> stop working at that hospital. Like, you that have 12,000 things going on. Yeah. Someone is always involved in something. Like, it just kind of got ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Although the, the episode, weirdly, as I go back into my Grey's memory, do you remember that episode where it had those two people and they were both impaled on the same pole? Yes, the ex-husband and wife. Oh, no, this was not the ex-husband. This was like an old black man and a young girl. Oh, wait. No, yep. I'm thinking about the different episode. Oh, my God. There were two <laughs> episodes where someone was impaled no, in a pole. He- <laughs> she was impaled by something else. Never <gasps> mind. What? <laughs> that sounds like a funnier episode because my uh, head went to, was it a penis? <laughs> yes. Like in this one, the couple, like they were exes, but they were like having an affair with each other. And he had got a piercing, <laughs> like a Prince Albert, to like, you know, because they were middle-aged and to spice things up. But he got stuck on her IUD. <laughs> <gasps> what? Oh, my God. This is what's funny about Grey's Anatomy. For all that we laugh at it and it's like, it's been going on too long. Like, just kill everyone off and say bye. Mm. But they do actually have medical professionals who go in and advise it. Mm. And so there is a very good chance that that happened oh, wouldn't, in real life. Would not surprise me. And they when medical professions whenever they're like, oh, the things we see stuck up people's genitalia. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> this is why I laugh at things like Grey's Anatomy because you see it and you're like, that is so outrageous. That does not happen in real life. And it's like, yeah, actually it does. It's fact is stranger yeah. than fiction. Yeah. Well, the one that I was thinking <laughs> of yes, in the, the impaled, the train, yep. like, yep, is that they actually had a rot, like this big, it was like wood or something was going on right through their torso. It was one of the poles in the train that you yeah. hold on to so you don't fall over. And so they, these, this old black man and this young girl were connected and essentially the pole that was inserted inside of them was mm. obviously stopping the blood loss. So the moment they remove the pole, it's just like they die of yeah. blood blood loss. So it was a decision that they had to do, but then they couldn't remove the pole while they were both on it. Yeah. So it's like they had to sacrifice one of them mm. so then that they could go into the theatre to and then save, save the, the other. other one's life. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's so dramatic. But then it was also like Meredith, I remember the episode where the person makes the like the old style essential bomb. Yes. And, and she put a hand into this yes, guy's chest cavity. To stop the stop. bleeding. And then the guy's like, why did you put your hand in there? And then she had to go in there. And then what's a, the guy from um, the early edition, Kyle, I want to say Kyle Chambers played that the bomb guy yeah from um friday night live yes yes. yeah um he played the bomb guy and he blew up and then yeah and it looks all looked good like meredith was able to take her hand out she was like yay and then he's walking down the corridor with his bomb and you're like oh it was never going to explode and the next thing you know it just went forever with you (laughs) forever it was those two scenes the pole between the two of them and the bomb now i'm sad that i missed out on the penis one (laughs) 
<laughs> the penis connection. Oh, we're a classy podcast here <laughs> on Gaggle of Geeks, aren't we? <laughs> Someone's probably going like, who the hell we talk about? Like, I love how I'm like, Grey's Anatomy is so stupid. But yes, I will talk about it for 10 the minutes. The tangents we go on this podcast. Like, yeah. Next level. Next level. I mean, I was tempted to like just look up what Taika Watiti was wearing this week just so we could have some Taika news. What was he wearing? Um, He wore a burgundy tie with a grey suit. Oh. Mm. I'm not mad at that. No. Let's be honest. Everything that he wears is I like know. style and then Because he's got so. his... <laughs> if you don't follow them, do follow them. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, they have a... There's an account called Taika Watiti Fashion. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, literally I'm not just by that. and they literally just commentate on his fashion choices, and they were like, "This is a really bold move, but it really works for him." <laughs> like proper critique, it's great. The funny thing that about that is like that is literally Taika's aesthetic: bold but works, bold yeah. but somehow works. Mm-hmm. Like you just like anyone else wears that and they look crazy, but yeah. then he wears it, and you're like, "Oh my god!" It's like very much like Katie Heron in Mean Girls, where she's like that that character's like, "I saw Katie wearing like what was it." A singlet and flip-flops and then I went out and bought like a singlet and flip-flops. Like I feel that like that is the Taika Waititi experience. It totally is. But just because he's wearing it, you think he can too. Yes. But, you know, some people do pull it off. Hey, Blake, you rock a great pineapple <laughs> suit. <laughs> yeah, this was not a, and by the way, Blake, we're talking to you. Like, let it go. No. Hi. <laughs> As he's reading to his son. <laughs> oh, delightful. Hello. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, let's leave it at that, Tali. Yeah. Because <laughs> before we go into another tangent oh God, of musicals. Yeah. yeah. The rabbit hole. We now need to dig back up. Yeah. <laughs> but this has been Gaggle of Geeks. If you like what we do here on at 2SER, do support 2SER. It's our supporter drive. So just head to 2SER.com forward slash support and give us a little, if you if you feel like it, a little donation to keep the station running and let us keep making podcasts like this where... We can just, you know, rant about pop culture and geek Uh culture and get really distracted by Grey's Anatomy. Yes. (laughs) I would be putting dollars towards that. Absolutely. Support it. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, you can also call on 951-495-00 if you're in Sydney area. That makes sense. Sydney area. Sydney area. (laughs) Um, But till next week. Bye. Bye.